0: Well, it's nice to meet you because we, because we met Tyler last time when, when we talked about damsels. damsels yeah, yes. So. Yeah. He's another one. If you start talking about basketball with, he, we will, is game over. He won't I, shut up. <laughs> well,
1: I just perked up. I don't, I can't even talk basketball. I think I was paying attention to the most in maybe 2011, 2012. Yeah, so I when you mentioned John Murray, John Murray, I'm like, wait. Decade-old infirmation. <laughs> this is my
0: time
2: about- to shine. <laughs>
0: we could talk about, you know, Tabia Sevalosha. We could talk about some Joel Anthony uh, we we can get some we can talk
3: about some I have people to have from that laid time. on the heat though. <laughs>
1: That's the problem.
3: Oh, exclusively <laughs> on the heat? Okay. Do <laughs> you remember
1: Sepholosha? I no, I don't remember Sepholosha, but I do remember I mean I could like I was rooting for the Mavs in that That's in that true. Are, so yeah, like yeah, yeah. you no, know, I can talk to you about We like, got, got Jason yeah. Terry, Jay- we
0: got Kid. Jason Kidd, we got JJ Barea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got <laughs> Sean Marion at the end of his career.
3: Uh, avery no No, who was the coach avery uh avery Avery.
1: no he was the coach in like 2006 yeah no no it
3: was 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 carlisle it was for sure it was carlisle at that point i can't remember yeah
1: i remember avery because i remember being like he's very
3: i know you were always into avery (laughs)
1: So angry!
3: great facial hair great facial hair
1: (laughs) yeah that was that was like 2006 because i was graduating high school at the time and that was like my i went to the all-boys school graduation and they like kept interrupting the like ceremony or the speeches or whatever to get like Mavs updates. Oh, perfect! Um, I love that. Announced that we were going to have this big parade and then we lost to the Heat. <laughs> you got your revenge. You got yeah, your you revenge. got
2: your revenge.
1: Got my revenge. So yeah, anyway, that was all. And about. now, and now in
2: 2022, you two are both Celtics fans. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Me through the 2010s a podcast about the movies from the 2010s i'm jack draper with me in my apartment complex it's clay williams these are going to be really hard to like establish a like setting bit up front right, the right. series. Are you, are you gonna say i'm realizing clay William, he's
0: in iran right now right I, Yeah, yeah yeah I got like, yeah i'm in iran uh-huh. this is
2: cool yeah um, taking care of your aging grandfather like no that's not gonna uh uh-uh. no <laughs> or, my father. grandfather is
0: uh, quite dead uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just
2: like this the settings in the you know even if the the films that we're going to cover are like contemporary set it's just like it's it just nothing's like going to be funny or like when
0: we know? get to son of Saul, i would recommend not doing the bit i yeah, think that would so be my recommendation right. <laughs> yeah yeah
4: <laughs>
2: like uh, uh, our next episode is going to be a more and it's like i don't know like what oh. Are we <laughs> with, uh, oh boy yeah.
1: thank you for not
3: <laughs> yeah. nominating us for that
1: <laughs> yeah this is like a this is a light-hearted jaunt yeah to by yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think
2: this one uh might be my favorite of the Munchily cover.
1: but
0: i mean i i haven't seen so many of the ones that like mm-hmm. that we're about to cover because i'm a bad film watcher but um <laughs> But I mean, well, then again, I, you know, like in my defense, when, when am I just like, man, I got to watch him more right now. I just have to watch him it more. Sure. It's been on the watch list and everyone tells me it's a great flick
2: and I just, I got to queue it up right now. That's true. Yeah. And I think that's a part of the beauty of this series that it's like a lot of the films, many of them have a cultural legacy outside of their award season, but then some of them don't. And yeah. like no one's gonna see like uh, the great beauty, the Polizentoro film in 2022, but it's like we then have to reevaluate like why it did get such an increase in popularity in 2014, not so much right now. Something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we're technically gonna cover pain of pain and
0: um, pain and glory, right? Yeah. For yeah. our alternative for Parasite, so that's probably my favorite. And That's if our we big asterisks because we right, we and if we parasite. were doing Parasite, that would obviously be my favorite of, of mm-hmm. the ones I've
2: seen. That's right. Uh, today's a separation. Yes, Garfrahati won the one in 2011 for best foreign language Oscar winners of the 2010s. With us is Justin and Laura Q from Cows of the Field. Uh, lovely to have you guys back.
3: Thank you for having us.
2: Yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Um, be- before we uh we get started, we've been doing this year, what we've been watching recently, if anything comes to mind for any of us
3: first. Let me pull up my letterbox here. have our, here. Have
1: our yeah. external brain, AKA the letterbox. i watched this movie called *The
3: Separation. It was really good. <laughs> oh, no. We watched uh, To Have and Have Not, Don't Worry. Oh, we watched Don't Worry, Darling. That's a, that's a yeah. contemporary piece, yeah. Um,
2: but, interesting. What'd you think uh, of it? Uh, it's bad, but not like not like in an interesting bad. Just like boring. It's
1: yeah, I thought it was a strong. Fine, you know. Yeah. like <laughs> it's like
0: <laughs> I mean, a like, five or you. a six. Huh.
2: It's like kind of a. It's a bad because it just like gave me nothing, and it takes itself very seriously. And it's yeah. like okay, but I mean, it shows like how flow is one of our great. Actors working that it's not a total disaster under her.
1: I told Justin like 10 minutes, and I was like, even if this movie is bad, I can look at Florence Pugh for two hours plus, no mm. problem. You know. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm here for the ride. Although I really, yeah, I was thinking about like in terms of the the way people responded to it, it reminded me of like Women in the Window last mm. year.
2: Right. That's there a people, great conversation
1: eye roll but the difference was that a woman in the window was kind of going for like a schlock punching above its yeah. weight because it had an insane cast and this does yeah like it's sort of it's it, trying it to be not position itself as schlock
3: yeah um
1: but yeah i thought it similar to a woman in the window strong fine i had a good time i, mean, I can
3: give you my capsule review which was basically <laughs> similarly song fine but i was like i was annoyed by the idea that <laughs> spoilers that well, I won't spoil the movie, but effectively the, the, right, the, the finger kings. wagging, the finger wagging that like, oh, uh, men just want to go back to the 50s when they were well, the kings and all that. OK, instead. men are trash. Fine. Instead. I was like, fine. Yeah. OK, fine. Yeah. Let's go move on to something more interesting. I agree with all that. But um, then I thought we, in our, it was in our conversation afterwards, Laura, but also just sort of, you know, independently, I was thinking, you know, the the what Harry Styles character, I forget his name, wants is not just to be like king of the... I think what's kind of interesting is the movie, it feels like a very millennial slash Gen Z in a way movie and the casting of Harry Styles plays into this. But that, you know, it turns out that he kind of just wants to have some time to be in love with his wife or girlfriend Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that actually struck me as much more interesting that this is actually somewhat of a commentary on a generational divide between the the silent generation who would have been people you know reaping the fruits of the 50s and the, the boon of the 50s and then the whatever you know generation we are and you guys are in who are basically being unable to like partake in the american dream because there are no houses available and i think it's really you know that setup was i think actually unclear to me how intentional it was, but it did, did feel like it was there to enough. and that made me feel like it was actually a little bit more interesting than than I had um initially given it credit for. so anyway. that's
2: true. yeah, that's a good, that's an interesting take. And it's almost like it's individual scenes and parts hurt it overall that it's like what it was going for as its as its message is better than like, you know a scene to scene basis,
3: yeah, and also like the mechanism by which this is all supposed to happen is obviously absurd and stupid. And but I also <laughs> don't care about that That yeah, kind of criticism me. that kind of criticism of the movies I find so like uninteresting, empty, yeah. Like, like, I'm just like, fine, you know, just under just, this, it's it's magical, just go with it, right? Like, enough was there <laughs> yeah. that I could believe it. Um, but my comparison wasn't to uh, Women in the Window, excuse me, Women in the Window, but um, uh, Serenity. <laughs> which, sure. I, which i thought had a similar kind of twist and i was like which i did i think in the end this movie I really
1: thinking and... i
3: thought was maybe maybe more fun
1: you're yeah. not mine <laughs> you're
3: your Seren- serenity sounds way crazier than
0: this movie to me i don't know mm-hmm. i haven't seen either but i know the twist for serenity i don't know the twist for don't worry darling but just the way people have talked about like when it came to serenity people were like like grabbing people in the street like have you heard what this movie is about it's fucking crazy and yeah. like and like spit like and just like shaking them hitting them in the knee and just like listen to me um but for like don't worry darling everyone i've talked to about is like yeah i mean it's whatever yeah, yeah. sure We're- it's, i mean legit. it's like bad but or like i don't know i thought it was fine it's not, no one's like excited about it
3: <laughs> Post-Serenity world.
0: It is yeah.
3: Serenity Serenity is also again a schlock movie, not attempting to be interesting or deep, uh, and and you know, succeeding on those terms. And so in in that sense, it's succeeding easier
1: to, on its terms. it's easier
3: to forgive its like absurdities than it is, I think don't worry darling, which is trying to be like the sheen of don't worry darling is sort of overwhelming, right? The like glossy sheen on that movie is like intentional, but also just like really screaming at you like take me seriously.
2: It does it is it is that and I just wish I wish it was more tense than it is like socially conscious. yeah yeah, I don't know I I don't know I just didn't feel like that there was much like bubbling underneath the surface because it was all right there in front of you.
3: What have you guys watched recently?
2: Uh, I mean I guess don't worry darling is also my choice but I'm um, going through my Steven Spielberg blind spots right now. Before I see Fablemans. Mm-hmm. What's up? No, I thought
0: you saw 1942, right? I did you see. Watched, it. I saw. Ni- you watched it I three times 19- in
2: a row. I I've seen it, um, the, the least amount of times because it's not very good. I think. Right. Um, but, uh, Duel. I guess that's my favorite. It's you know, what if there was a scary car that follows you around? and you have a duel with the car yeah it's scary yeah and uh you know it's the low-budget Hitchcock riff that he made in the 70s with the you know it's it's real good and it's and it's like man this one's this one should be championed more Empire of the Sun that was real good like man Christian Bale's always had it that's yeah um, is is Duel available anywhere where did you watch it no I, I had to rent it
1: now feeling like not super recent, but we watched so many horror movies in October 1st yeah, movie season. But we saw the Stuart Gordon movie. What was the one called, Justin? That was oh, <laughs> from-
0: Reanimator from Beyond. No,
1: re- yeah, from Hold Beyond. On. Yes, we have seen yeah. the Reanimator, but we thought we would just like, you know, go a couple more into his filmography. It's it's really You dirty. want to know something
3: crazy about Stuart Gordon that I feel like. Us as not really Stuart Gordon aficionados, I was surprised by this and also curious, but I'm sure fans of Stuart Gordon will be like, well, obviously Stuart Gordon was like still making movies like up until recently. Like he's made recent movies. Really? <laughs> yeah, they look crazy. Oh, the one with Macy, it really made you Macy. Tell me more. Anyway, I don't know. I just feel like I want to see it, but they're hard to find. So you have to mm-hmm. like go and you know, rent it on iTunes or buy the DVD or whatever. But anyway, so it could be fun to do like a Stuart Gordon like rundown <laughs> i guess we could technically cover his filmography then yeah i think so i think he's i think that one yeah is, he's is it 2011 when is it oh he directed something in 2018 that really does
0: not exist and then yeah. and then that's it actually then it's like 2008, say, if- 2007 2005
2: <laughs> okay so edmund there's was- a difference between like if he made movies and if he made like real movies right Yes. who
3: knows edmund yeah, though that's true. the one i was thinking of the macy one it sounds crazy i mean I'm, I'm just he visits a fortune teller and it spurs him to leave his wife abruptly come on what, you,
1: what, what, what was I so exciting I, look... about that justin just <laughs> a while like premise. really interested in that premise apparently yeah. it's
0: <laughs> available TikTok, so go check it out oh boy should we leave <laughs> in inject just like leave yeah so leave you guys leave. got it from here <laughs> I
1: henry <laughs> court a separation i'm just getting in the mood that's true. well
0: there you go that's it we got it we got to get in the rhythm right. of it. um jack is We're there messing. anything else you want to shout out before i go into my content? no you can go okay um i've I, I watched a movie finally that wasn't related to this podcast isn't that insane i mean crazy I've watched like no movies. You, for had, the last, you, you like, had to three you had to
2: fall into this. to I know um, to get yeah. you to watch something. So
0: my mom was um, had plans to go see a movie, and then tar, her friend. Tar, 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 well, well, I was going to get to that, tar, tar, tar. but her friend canceled on her in the last minute. I think the friend got COVID or something, um, and then I and then she's trying to figure out how to cancel it and so comes to me and it's like I can't figure out how to cancel I'm like okay let me give me the theater. let me see if I can figure it out and then I see it's for tar and I'm like I want to see tar and she's like you do and I'm like yeah and she's like well do you want to go and I'm like yeah I want to go let's go see tar <laughs> mm-hmm. and like yeah and we just went to a little indie theater uh, cinema 21 shout out in Portland downtown Portland um and yeah it was great I I was it was a movie. I was, uh, I haven't been in the theaters in so long that it was great to just be there and watch a fucking movie. Um, mm. I loved it. Um, my mom dug it too, but she, you know, she likes to, whenever, anytime we watch something that is even a little, amb, 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 amb um, wow. I can't say the fucking word. Uh, ambiguous. Thank you. Ambig, ambiguous. Um, she loves to ask all these questions. Like, what do you think that meant? What do you think that mm. meant? And sometimes it'll be just like, what do you think that character meant when they said this? And I'm like, I think that's what they meant. <laughs> like, It's one of those things like sometimes where I'm like, I don't know what take you want me to have here. It's like, no, I think they said what they said. And I think you should take it for their, take their word on that one. Like, the no... wants
2: you to like validate like what, right. what happened or it's like, yes, right. it is what happened.
0: Right. Exactly. That's truly yeah, yeah. some of our, con- I mean, I, I love her to death and we ha- sometimes have some real interesting conversations, but a lot of, but she just. I think she just was like trying to figure out a way to you know she knows I'm into movies so she's like okay like how can I let's see how can we how can we like really talk really talk about this how can we
2: relate yeah
0: right and but it's just funny it's like what do you think the symbolism of the kid was and I'm like it was a kid like I don't like I think the symbolism was it was a kid and she liked the kid and that's it like I don't know what's the like what, what like? what is, what do you think the band-aid meant i'm like i think it was just a band-aid bro i don't know what to tell you
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, um, I, I mean it's just it's a relief that you and your mom joined Tarmy. uh that's oh god yeah. oh my god I, it, as as i've been it's it's i think my favorite movie of the year
3: wow really interesting yeah. we have not seen it yeah. so uh don't don't if, i don't know if there yeah. is a spoiler alert on top Blanchett's
0: in it sorry yeah for, Kate, to yeah, the uh, yeah. <laughs> um nina haas
2: is in it that's yeah. another spoiler on hot um, ones uh she says that me and nina haas play husband and wife that was awesome that was lovely that's, yeah. that's funny well, she,
0: there is a line when she goes up to this kid and says I'm her, I, like when she's like talking to like about her child. She goes up to the yeah. kid and
2: says, I'm Lydia Tarr. That's one.
0: Uh, no, no. She says I'm what I forget her kid's name, but I'm her dad. <laughs> and like in right, like, a very right, intimidating right. way. And yeah. it's just like, OK, wow. Um, you also get Mark Strong. I love when people try to make Mark Strong ugly. Mm-hmm. I think it's always hilarious or not ugly, but make him try not to look like Mark Strong. And it's just because they, you know, put, okay, what kind of fuck? What what's the ugliest wig we 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 can throw on? What's some makeup? What's a bad suit we can put him in? Let's throw some glasses on him. And then when you see him in the movie, you're just like, that's Mark Strong. <laughs> like like <Yeah>. you can't <laughs> like the man looks like a Bond villain. You can't do much. He looks he like has a like sexy a Bond, Bond Glasses villain. and
2: mustache. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. He has like the most chiseled chin in Hollywood or whatever. Like he has distinct facial features. You're not gonna be like, oh oh, look, at who is that, Ugo? It's like, no, that's Mark Strong. That's <laughs> obviously Mark Strong. Um, his voice doesn't help either, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I've been watching that I've been talking about, and door, and door, and door. It's so good. So good. I'm now campaigning Andy Circus to get a fucking Emmy. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Like I You're leading.
2: Your, Disney Plus yeah. is contacted. Yeah. I mean,
0: and, and he would great. get like a guest Emmy because he's only like in a few Rather episodes Disney. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he would, like, and I'm, so I'm not even asking for, like, a supporting I mean, I'm talking about, like, a guest feature or whatever they, like, the thing that, um, Margot magendale or it was, a, yeah, Margot magendale won for the Americans, like, that kind of, like, Emmy, where she's, like, she's in, like, half the season, so she's not really a main cast member, um, but, no, I, it's, it's truly reinvigorated re- inv- uh, Star Wars for me. Yeah, it's like it was becoming this tedious kind of just like, oh yeah, it's a new Disney Plus series. Okay, I'll watch it. All right, that was fine. Sure, mm-hmm. I like I was, and because of
2: that, it really took you by surprise, like how much like it has oh, yeah, everyone.
0: Everyone yeah. like yeah. I'm seeing people who are like, I'm done with Star <laughs> Wars. I don't want to watch it anymore. And then people watch the show and they're like, oh, this is great. I love it. Mm. It's yeah. like legitimate. It's one of those things where and I I always I'm always careful not to overpraise any Disney products because I know what goes into them. But this is one of the one of their things where I'm just like, they they were cool with this one. Like there's this like like this is one of the more disturbing torture scenes I've seen in a minute from anything. And because I mean, it's not bloody or anything, but it's like this like real and it's mostly just via actors, but it's just. This really upsetting scene. And I'm just like, y'all allowed this one? This was <laughs> like, this was this the mouse, you know, gave, had that stamp of approval, like, boom, set it out there. We're good to go.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. All right.
0: This sounds this fun to me. All right. Let's go. Um, Just,
2: and <laughs> I guess it's I think- like sort of the other direction that they're giving to creative authorship that even. When you have things like torture scenes, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's good to go" because it's just under the umbrella of of uh, creative freedom. Yeah, but it it, it, that's it is. That's
0: my guess. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's such Andor such like a no one has real attachment to that character. Where I think that was the reason that they were like, that's "Yeah, true, sure, true. do what you want. Yeah. You're not going to anger anyone." It's like that's not my Andor. Like, you know what I mean? that's <laughs> no one's like hashtag not my Andor or whatever. Yeah no
2: one cares cuz he, he's like the third second character of rogue yeah, one yeah he's like
0: the second yeah. su- supporting character of rogue one the movie that people don't really okay, talk that, about okay that's anymore. good to know i was like who's andor Andor's- right exactly <laughs> that's it that's I'm sure, I'm sure
2: like there's been a lot of who's andor in in,
0: in Diego planet. Luna he's looking hot that's all you need to know it's two right, two things
1: okay first of all it's not diego's not my favorite okay. in the in the Itumama universe it's gael all the way
3: yeah, is I L Garcia Bernal in
0: in any is of these he
1: Star Wars movies?
0: No, he's no he was no Star Wars, but he was in the la, he was in the new Marvel thing that Giacchino directed. It was like a special. It was actually pretty good. He was great in it. Wait, what? Is it a her. Marvel show? It's a space <laughs> call it a special. This was like their Halloween thing. It's like an hour long.
3: It's Giacchino, your favorite guy, Laura. That's why I was curious.
0: Giacchino, it's Giacchino, and like it's like an hour long and it's like their halloween special it's in black and white and they're trying to do like this like midnight madness and a midnight madness little thing that has a lot of great character actors in it
1: wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. we need to go back because i'm like i'm i'm <laughs> slow tonight so the composer yeah he's direct he directed yeah
0: direct- yeah Why he nice. did a good job too
1: Okay, I just said no. He tried. That's great. Dude, oh, I think
0: so that important. I think this is like his first thing. That's he's the thing. Best it's best kind of nice. is
1: wonderful.
0: Yeah, Laura's yeah. a big uh, two score fan. <laughs> he's he's good. I like Chief, You know, I mean, yeah, he's man. you know. Not he's,
1: he's side, But have you heard Did he
0: score? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he scored it. That one. It, they, wouldn't they, that be scored, funny? Did he score Andor? Because
2: I know he no. you know, scored Rogue One. Do you know?
0: Do you want to guess who? Oh yeah, and his Rogue One score is pretty bad. Do you want to guess who's scoring Andor right now? It's one of your favorite composers, Jeff.
2: Oh, it's Nick Bertel. I just realized. It is Nicholas right, Bertel. Right. Yeah. And he's doing That's a fantastic cool. job. Have you guys done Vice? Have we done what? Vice? Vice, we haven't. Oh,
1: okay. you love that score.
3: Yeah, I love that score. That's Bertel. Yeah. Yeah. Good score. It's actually, I also, I also I will defend that movie. So if you need someone to defend it, interesting. interesting.
1: It's, it is right yeah
2: it's 2018 yeah yeah
1: it was 2018 yeah yeah okay well i guess it was like christmas something like that. With Justin. Yeah. and guess who's not going to be on that yeah. one the other count
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just, <laughs> it's just we have,
1: it's
2: we have, have one empty chair. we have one empty chair
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm here if you need me
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh well
0: i uh i hate that movie but i I will. I'm the only person who sticks up for Bale's
3: performance in that. It's
2: true. You do. That's always I will been your take. I will now we have
3: two defenders of Bale for Adam McKay. For that, for some reason, I'm like, I'll, I'll stick <laughs> up. I'm, I'm like, I'm okay with it. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. we don't need to relitigate Vice yeah. here. But yeah. uh...
2: <laughs> that brings us to a separation. Um yeah. Why don't Why don't we? Good. Yeah, Grace. I know. I know. It's just like I, I think of these things like pre-planned. It seems like pre-planned. Um, why don't you guys go first with your history with it? How it came into your life? Your relationship with the film? I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the
5: film. I'm not
6: sure if I'm going to go to the film.
5: I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the
7: منم که شوم نییجا پیش نهاد بدن آیا کار
2: کرد؟ من به خونه کرد.
7: من به خونه کرد. من به خونه من به من به
4: خونه
2: کرد. من به خونه کرد. من به من
7: بابا, بابا. خواب بود، با در روش کف کنی بری؟ داش میمورد من رسیدم
5: منم میام برای تو من از نمودم تو من از نمودم تو من از تو من از نمودم تو
7: من از نمودم
5: تو من از نمودم تو
7: من از نمودم تو من از نمودم
8: تو من از شاففتو از ویدیو. هی تومش و تو تو گفتین. تو
4: نیست.
7: جدی شد.
3: first I mean we I watched it in when our son was first born and I was like basically doing this thing where I had to bounce him on a ball and I watched a lot of movies at three in the morning and this was one of the ones I saw and then I told Laura I was like you're gonna need to watch this movie it's very good so then I had Laura watch it and I think you were very tired and then you know I don't know how much of it you remembered or whatever and then
1: I made it through I mean I it's so compelling. So yeah. I, I actually there were a lot of movies that you that you fell in love with during that Yeah. Sort so of like I also in fell in love with last
3: year at Marion Bad and I was like, hey, Laura, check out last year at Marion Bad and she was asleep at like minute five.
1: Yeah, that one didn't that one <laughs> I'm going to need to have so much coffee before um, we marry in bad again. But this one, I was, I was really, I was really compelled. From I can just minute say, one.
3: yeah, I can just say this. The thing I'm really interested to try to get to the bottom of is why this movie is so freaking good. And mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting to just sort of unpack how successful Farhadi is at every element. And one, in particular, one of the things that I think the movie is unbelievably you know, successful at is just crafting compelling characters and putting them in really, really complicated situations where you feel empathy for every character, even though every, it's not like these characters are moral saints. They all make mistakes, but their mistakes are somehow, like, understandable and, like, follow from who they are as human beings, and you seem to, some, and they, like, enrich the, the, the character flaws are part of, like, what makes them so interesting and watchable, and But also at the same time, you're also like, yeah, I could see myself being stuck in a situation like this. um, And it seems so real. So I'm really interested in trying to figure out like how he's able to pull that off because it's also a movie that's like pretty, not showy. There's very Mm. little, like, it doesn't call attention to itself. It very could have easily been a play. Um, Yeah. It's very dialogue driven. And yes, super. Um, And anyway, I think like, just sort of like, trying to figure out that and then i so i do think it's like mostly successful because of the writing of course the acting is also incredible um but yeah that's my main thing It's like i just think it's like i do for me this is my favorite movie of 2011 um and interesting that was also roger ebert's
2: movie. Oh, really oh interesting yeah.
3: yeah i did not read ebert's review but mm-hmm. uh i suspect i will agree with it um mm-hmm. but yeah i just i really did um you know, it was one of these like mind blowing things where I left when I finished watching the movie. I was like, I immediately wanted to rewatch watch it, it and, and that happens to me infrequently actually, quite infrequently. And, um, when it happens, it's incredible, I feel it's a really, really special experience. And weirdly, I will say one more thing the uh, despite this movie being an incredible, like having at its core and centrally compelling and incredibly fraught conflict, which can give some people a a tummy ache, as Laura might say. I find it like comforting to watch. There's something weirdly comforting watching this movie because I, in in particular, I, I, we don't need to talk about this right now, but like the scenes in the court, I find actually quite comforting, despite the fact that they are like people at extreme odds who are really unhappy with each other, who are really yelling at each other and so on. But there's something that like makes me feel like I could watch this for like 20 hours straight and I wouldn't, be upset or anything
2: justin i had the same reaction that's crazy it's the same that's crazy okay,
3: you guys are I fucking think, nuts
2: i know i know <laughs> we are freaks can we, that's this is fucking, why we're together that's,
0: we that's
2: such a crazy take i'm sorry that's <laughs> i
1: had oh. i had a very similar
2: uh, sorry laura what was that
1: oh i was also just gonna point out like justin watches squid in the whale he describes it like it's like an adam mckay it's a comedy like, cop like <laughs> like early Adam McKay back when he was funny. Um like the
3: movie is like, like you're going like to laugh every 10 seconds. You'll be laughing. And
1: and, and that movie gives me a And it's like egg. I don't know It's
3: Baumbach's like
2: meanest like <laughs> I hate my parents kind of yeah. No, that's very funny. You know what is no, not and,
0: funny? A separation. Not there're not <laughs> a lot of true. jokes yeah. in this one.
2: No, that's there's good. not a lot of jokes. Not a very bit heavy movie. But for me, I think it comes down to And I had a similar reaction to when I saw Lincoln again for the pod and thought that it was like all the... And similarly, you know, uh, they're only a year apart, so maybe that has something to do with it, that they're in a very... They occupy a similar space in the decade, that these actors are very soft-spoken. Their line readings, for the most part, aren't, like, at a loud volume. The color palette is very muted. Their con The conflict is is very, like adult-driven, meaning like it's a lot of minutiae about how to solve problems, but they come at a very slow pace. Um, there's no right or wrong answers. so these problems have to be really mapped out. I I, I think this movie is soothing. Like, I could, I, and I, I I, think this one stands apart in that regard to, uh, about Ellie to the salesman, because I think yeah. this one just has a very specific color palette, and that also plays our part into it.
0: You know, what's my favorite kind of movies and that soothes me and calms me down is when they have a big plotline about a miscarriage. That's always just my favorite. <laughs> I just, I, I just like, it's like dipping into a hot bath. I'm just like, ah, listen, um, that's nuts. Then,
1: like unlock that for me though, for why maybe you guys find it soothing. And I don't, when you said adult driven, I think maybe it's like, maybe you guys are adults and I still don't know how to adult. And so all that minutia. I'm like- with you
0: i'm with you you and me work together on this i just don't yeah i'm i'm just perplexed um yeah but no i also i also want to say jack if anyone ever accuses you of not being an original thinker you gotta send them the clip of you comparing a separation to lincoln and like i anyone who ever gives you that you just gotta send that clip and say fuck you because that was uh, (laughs) that was ballsy my friend
2: but you also you always compare me about being
3: on original, so I guess you're just gonna get this clip. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, many times. I'm not that mean to you. I mean I'm mean, but I'm not that no, it's a good comparison because yeah, because yeah. I think um you know, both are movies where there's conflict and the resolution of the conflict is people in a room talking. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that is um you know, something that I think in American cinema in general, it's hard. I don't know. I think there's something about Iranian cinema in and just in general that they're there and, and maybe it's about the justice system but like the that there's this kind of desire and felt like i don't know optimism that you can just you can hash stuff out you just yeah. sit around in a room mm-hmm. and you'll get to the bottom of it and some people you know nobody's going to leave necessarily happy but you'll hash it out and of course that's at the core of american democracy and that's what you're seeing in lincoln is like people compromising and horse trading and all the things that go into the passage of a of a bill or a, the in the case of Lincoln the like sustaining of a country um and it's all the things that are like totally absent from american culture right now right american culture now is course, just like- yeah kill your opponent compromise nothing there's no sense of like shared fate and shared union i mean there's some actually i should i shouldn't over speak because of course the election results are now in and and they've repudiated a lot of the like scorched earth politics of of at least the republicans but it's on both sides i mean you you see this kind of um you know intransigent political stances that people take and um and it's just nice to see people like getting to the in a way getting to the bottom of it you know i mean like they they don't it it isn't yeah it's not like they do resolve anything but it, there's mm-hmm. a kind of like i'll just give you one example sorry to just monopolize this but I, like there's a moment when um there are two moments that i think encapsulate like the humanity inside of this movie so one is when um rosier has like accused Nader and uh, of of murder right and of causing her miscarriage and so they're in the courtroom scene and the judge is now like you got it you're going to jail like you're accused of murder so now you're going to jail and he's pleading with the judge Nader is pleading with the judge saying well I got to take care of my father how am I going to do this there's this moment when Razier looks over at him like knowingly and like with sympathy in her eyes she's like oh crap what have I done and then that same moment is reversed when he accuses her of her harming his her his his dad and she, and then uh hojad her husband is like that throws him into a rage and then he is going to be imprisoned um i don't i guess for like pissing off the judge or whatever and and then she's pleading with the judge to give him forgiveness and nader now is the one leaving and he looks over with that same look of like empathy and sympathy towards mm. her and and that's he actually you know that's when he goes over and Begs the judge for forgiveness. to is a look. Mm-hmm. At, you know, give this guy a second chance. But I think that it's those little moments where there, these people are deadlocked in their conflicts, and yet they have that humanity for one another. So for me, that's what like makes this movie. It like puts it over the top. It's not just an intractable conflict, but it's like an intractable conflict among people who have a decency and humanity at their core. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's because like, it doesn't reach the point of melodrama. It's deeply human. And like we already said, it's the, and it's theatrical. Like it's, you could, you could have a separation turned into a play. Um, of course, like the, the big difference is like the it's, it's an Iranian it's in uh, it's subtitled that we can't just like close our eyes and, and hear the words we have to just see them. And because we have to see the words as well, there's all this, there's all these clues for visual language to, to make its way into also like what the actors are saying. And with that moment, you get the relatability with both these families. Like, I think they're both like the same, they're both going through class struggles and they both have a daughter to, to take care of. And and he's realizing like, okay, if N- Nadir, you know, if, if he goes through with this lie that can only save him for so much time and he needs to be there for his daughter, but also he realizes that, um, you know, everybody has a family to take care of ultimately, and it's it's um, it's a. I, I think it's like ultimately, as as a parent, do you, do you look out for yourself or others, and how much can you actually do that?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the central conflicts of the film. Is like you have the these these two families who are insulated and looking out for each other fundamentally, and in 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 the first point, but then. And they're divided from one another because they're divided socioeconomically, right? Nadir's middle class and Razier's lower class. Um, They're also divided religiously. Nadir's much more secular and Razier and Hajjad are are more fundamentalist. Um, And these, but these divisions don't, although they like keep these people at odds, that they can sort of find commonality and recognize that despite their differences, they are still both human beings mm-hmm. and i get i think again what's under, that is underscored by the relationship between Terme and yeah. um and uh resi's daughter what's Somaya? her so Somaya. yeah Somaya. her, her yeah. daughter like, they are constantly like connecting they're
1: gravitating towards each other right they want to make that bridge they want to
3: be friends yeah. not really friends but they, they like enjoy each other's company and it's telling i think in that really final scene there's like a coda scene but the final scene i think is the the scene where the the money is being exchanged and the like final shot of the final scene is the two of them looking at each other, the glance that they share. And I think recognizing that, and it's, but it's bittersweet because I think there's a recognition that they will not be able to be friends, that they are ultimately separated. um, And they can't bridge that gulf. But the, but I think the movie is constantly sort of asking us, can we bridge these gulfs? Can we bridge these divides and see one another as human beings, as you know, in, and. That's such a potent lesson, like for today right where where there's like where we talk about like division and this is like the kind of thing that how do we get past these divisions in our country, and is like America gonna remain a country can can we sustain this democracy and I think like finding ways of recognizing our shared humanity and our shared fate and so on is like essential to that and um and so anyway, that's partly why I think just to build on what you're saying, Jack, like this is why I feel like the movie is so uh, comforting is that like, despite all these differences, there are these moments of shared humanity um, between all of the, all of the characters.
2: Get this out of the way for, for my relationship with the film that I saw this in a high school film class for world cinema when I was a senior, senior in high school. Um, it was instantly blown away. This was, it was my first exposure to Asghar Farhadi and what my I think one of my favorite high school teachers like gave us like a really wonderful introduction to set this up like this is like it, the movie like instantly in 2011 got so much praise and and really like emphasized that like this is a renowned piece of work and and I think our class treated as such as I remember like I was I was in um, I was in that class with a few friends and it was like and we were all like wow this is like pretty powerful like arresting stuff there was this one friend who was like a known you know troublemaker uh in our class and and he was like really I think he liked it but he was like very vocal about like expressing how he liked it and he was like are you kidding me and he would throw out like come on now and he would throw out like things like that when, when the characters movie. would yeah during the film like in that in that <laughs> scene with with the judge Justin like he would be like listen to her like he can throw one of those things where it's like I think he was one of those yeah. Yeah. Just like starting things. And he was one of those audience members where it's like, he has to vocalize what he's, what he's uh, thinking. And that was, that really made it a lot more fun than, um, oh, yeah. than it ultimately could have been when you're surrounded by by high schoolers. But uh, <laughs> no, the, the the film is, is brilliant.
1: I think that participatory nature, I probably do, did that too, like at certain yeah. points in, in the, in those, in those scenes. And I think it is like something fundamental about like the Iranian justice system, which some, feels like it like keeps, it's like often plays an important role in some of these films. What is For it Sure, close up? And close like-
3: up in Kirstami's mm, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I like, I, there's actually a New Yorker article that like explains what, like why Iran's legal system is, is like so unique, but it, I mean, it's, it's obviously a hybrid of civil law and Sharia law, but I guess in the pre-revolutionary, uh, revolutionary era of Iran, they, the leader had instituted the French style inquisitorial legal system as opposed to the British style adversarial system. And so what we're watching is not actually a judge, but an investigator. They're in the like Mm -hmm. investigative stage. And so that's why there's no lawyers there. They, I guess and Ron, they guarantee lawyers for the trial stage, but actually you don't have it for this particular stage. And it does feel like a much more participatory, open-ended invest, like truly like an, an investigative phase where like everybody's just kind of hashing it out and it does i think you like draw you in too, as a viewer where you you feel like you're in that room with them and
3: mm-hmm. you're
1: trying to sort this out too because also as you know the information is revealed in pieces as it is to some of the characters to us as the viewers and you're just you're trying to figure out what's going on but you're also trying to figure out like regardless of what happened like what is right to do mm-hmm. in this situation yeah you're exactly a,
3: position, a judge or investigator or whatever mm-hmm. yeah
2: and even if the morality isn't even that black and white it just it makes for such a more uh in, it makes for such a you know questionable story cuz even if Nadir did lie about knowing about the pregnancy it's like that i think that that does serve him well but it's but then like that's also a um it's also a formative time for Tamara because she's like well she's she's learning about she's like 11 12 in the film and she's like learning about how adults process the truth and in what the the um, misleading information can benefit it's great yeah it's really interesting
1: I know I struck me harder this time around that she's 11 mm-hmm. I don't know guys. yeah, either, yeah but same I'd say 11 12 were my maybe the, some of the worst years of my life I mean yeah 12 <laughs> I, and, to, and 13 perhaps are the worst 11 hard. Could five. you
2: imagine like being 11, 12 and going like like viewing your parents like, like, go through this that's crazy. Uh, and and like they're going to a divorce no less. like we start with the separation like she wants to leave the country and he wants to stay here and take care of his father. That could honestly like be a compelling narrative on its own and yeah. and then we get this uh, this uh, narrative with the caretaker. Um, and I, I feel like I give films this compliment too much to where it's almost like lost its meaning. I feel like you could see the film through any character's eyes and it still will possess this this power that it does seeing the film through Nadir's eyes uh, and everybody has their own story going on. I think like if you have something like this that's so well-rounded or inorganic, it's just like, it's an easy sell to, to, to have for me. That's like not an original compliment, but just to, you know, just to reemphasize.
3: It's totally apt here though. Yeah. like that's the thing people might say that maybe you might say that about other films, but I think in this case, it is like in a it is an exactly spot on um compliment and and you know the um, I think, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That's Absolutely. great <laughs> Thanks.
0: um my relationship with the film, it's a, it's similar to Jack. I saw it in a film class. It was in college in twenty nineteen. It was, you know, we watched twelve movies, and this was this
2: was like I think halfway through, maybe a little less than that. Um, it's super interesting this that was, this one made it both onto our rubric or uh, syllabuses. That I've yeah, like,
3: heard from other film professors that they've assigned this. Mm-hmm. This is like a, this is one that people like to assign. I'm curious though why you're yeah signed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, saying It's like both of ours. Like, um, I think it's I think. If I were to guess, like it's accessible, it's genuinely like the filmmaking is great. Um, it, it's it's specific to its country, but also like it can be applied to to anybody in a conflict. That involves multiple people well i think it's well,
0: also film professors giving their pets pat on their back like oh i didn't reckon i you know i didn't assign an asian or french film like i didn't assign an european or asian film i was like oh look at me i mean i'm not this sounds more critical than it is but the idea of just kind of like flushing out like you like just kind of tell people hey you know they're make they make movies in the middle east right you guys know that because no one talks about that enough so here's an iranian right point.
2: and and also like i think that's an interesting point because iran is uh almost like it's become a like a film enthusiast country sure. of sort because like kirstami is like that's a big name to people who investigate other countries in film but maybe not to an average an average viewer who may know him by name
0: um so i watched it in film class i was gonna write so in that film class we had to choose like either a little more than half or like or or like half the films we watched we had to write a paper on and the paper were just like essay or like uh uh, analysis of like specific scenes and shots and just like the filmmaking aspect of it all um and i think i was gonna do this one i wrote a bunch of notes for it um but I, i think i decided at the last minute not to i didn't feel like i had like a real strong take um and so I think I remember that I I, I, ha, I don't have my notes anymore. I don't know why I, I I thought I saved them, but might've deleted them. But, um, I remember a big part of the thing, I, the notes I was writing was its use of mirrors and windows and the kind of the, yeah. th-
2: this distortion of the door, view. that plastic green door, like, Oh, uh, yes. If you, that and, really ratchets up the tension for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that, and the, how it distorts point of view and, um, you know, view, and just how, like how people frame things and the idea of you know, it's not really like a Rachamon effect, but everyone's unique point of um, interpretation of events and how you know it's very important to hear every single side of the story, even though it could be distorted. Um, but this is one of the few movies. I did not watch rewatch before the podcast. And one hand, I was struggling on time, and on the other hand, I just I, I I think the movie is incredible. I just didn't want to watch it again. There's something to me about marital issues that are so that can be very that are so simple, but people are so stubborn. And, and, and it's realistic, because I think there's just a lot of, like, I think sometimes marriages can come down to a real basic problem of just commitment to an i the idea, or, like, commitment to the bond itself, and obviously there's extenuating circumstances with this dad, but he's so stubborn in how he, he's just so set in his ways about how he views, like, The family dynamics and stuff that it just honestly makes me uncomfortable, and you know, in a good way. But it just it it frustrates me, and I understand his point of view, and I'm not saying he's like a villain. But there's this it's just that kind of thinking that I I'm just it's just an antithesis to who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just and also remember the movie very vividly, even though it was three years ago um it's still it's stuck with me um it's just very so it's funny because when you guys like say it was like calming to watch just like I'm very uncomfortable watching that movie Fair enough. Um, No, totally. it is interesting as we're talking about how when it comes to like the big event of the potential of like the miscarriage and what events led to that and how people are being very sympathetic towards each other and they're trying to like you know, they're trying to figure something out. They're trying to figure a way to resolve the situation. Um, That, to me, it's just, that's very much like the opposite of how their marriage Mm -hmm. is working itself out. There is no real middle ground. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the whole point. At the end of the day, it's a binary choice, him or her. That's Mm -hmm. what the whole ending is about. And so that idea of, like, it's interesting how it applies to something as, high stakes and complicated and as like a criminal investigation or a criminal act. But when it becomes just the connection and bond of two people who have created the child who created a home and how they're so, they've reached the end of their rope where it just can't be worked out anymore. It is either him or her, you know, me or, you know, me or the other person, they or them. It's just this very, like... I'm not saying it's black and white. Obviously, they both have very detailed and subjective point of views on just what how they want to resolve the situation. But at the end of the day, the girl's given a choice, and it's either him or her. Do you think and, that's a
2: contradiction of, contradiction of the film? That if ultimately Farhadi is, is saying that what begins and ends the film is is this decision of Tama to choose either her mom and dad but that's such a binary um, decision rather than what happens with the caretaker. I, I'm and... not
0: saying it's, a, I, I'm not trying to say it's a criticism. Okay. I think that it's just, it, at some point, I think just, that's what happens. At the end of the day, a lot of time, you know, with marriage, you would think there would be more room to cooperate and more room to um, come together and figure something out than, again, like an accused a, a crime. Or like a a person who has been accused of a crime and the person accusing them of that crime. You would think that that marriage would be easier to work with than something as dramatic and life threatening as Mm -hmm. like
3: a like physical violence. Mm -hmm. But
2: But you would think there'd be more cooperation, right?
3: Yeah, Yeah. I think you're putting your finger on I, I think like actually an incredibly like fraught and deep point about not just this movie, but like life in general, which is like, exactly the movie, the movie like reveals to us, which is that if you look at what happens in the movie, it's like a mess. There's so much gray area, right? There's, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know. I feel a little bit, you know, if you were to ask people, what are your sympathies? You'd be like, you know, 45% this guy and 20%, right. you know, it's like, you can't be like, yes, or no. And then in the end, because um, uh, Terme has to make a choice and it's a binary choice you have to take all this fuzzy stuff and turn it into a binary and how do we do that? Yeah. that I think is like the the most you know, a uh, frustrating thing about like living right is that you have all these feelings they're all conflicting and nonetheless at the end of the day you just have to act you have to choose and it's a binary you don't get to like act 50 this way and 45 percent that way or whatever you have to just make a choice which is 100 percent one way or the other and, and it's the
0: people we put in those positions to make that choice is also so indicative of how unfair this shit is it's like she did nothing and she is given this like she is either going to like she has to, she has to basically break one of her parents' heart. exactly
3: yep mm. it's a- so she has meant- to
0: take oh, it God. and break it and step on it and just smush it like she yeah. has to pretty much obliterate one of her parents even though she did nothing to like none of this is on her
2: and we think that it's hard as a viewer it, or rather like it's hard as a character in the film but it's even it's just as difficult as a viewer we i mean it's hard to comprehend whether or not nadir actually pushed raza it it becomes i mean the way that it's shot in farhadi directs it, it it's murky and we can't we can't say that we as an audience know it and the characters don't we i think we are given just as much information and it's quickly um cut together just as much as it is for nadir Um, and also it's, and it's a thing of like, who took the money is the, the movie. It's not like it forgets about it, but that becomes like the seventh or eighth issue that the characters deal with. Um, and it's, uh, you know, ultimately to pay the movers that it's not, it it was never told to Nadir that it's like, it was just like taken from the bureau or, or, or whatever. And, and it wasn't really thought of that's, it's fascinating, but
3: yeah. It's like the you know you take this thing which all the characters have imprecise information about even Rezier who 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 had the miscarriage has no idea when you it don't happened know when
1: you lose your, but yeah, she has
3: no idea yeah. we're all unclear about everything right there are some things which are like we have feelings some things which we just don't know and then we have to choose and what I think is also kind of interesting is so like that's obviously our choice and it's like our perspective as the viewer which is the same as the perspective of all the characters, which is also the same as the perspective of the investigator slash judge guy who's having to right, make a verdict. Right. And I think that's like that's also the same thing that happens in the legal system in general, which is the legal system has to issue a bi- roughly binary verdict. I mean, there are gradations in terms of this, how strong the sentence is, but ultimately binary verdict, either to incarcerate someone or not, based on all this in- imprecise information and, in, you know, and half truths and things that people are all interpreting in different ways. And, you know, we're we're kind of always in this situation and it's inc- what a frustrating situation to be in. But in a way, it's just like the human condition that we're mm. like forced, we're forced to like make these choices uh, and not know everything and ultimately make them, you know, take a risk, right? At every point we're trying to take the risk and also not just take a risk, cause you might, it's not it might be like, you get it right or you get it wrong but just have to do something impossible. Like, like, uh, Clay, as you said, like, uh, with, uh, Terme at the end, the impossible Sophie's choice at the end of the film is like the heartbreaking moment of, you know, of like, for me of like the last, you know, 25 years, it's just like an unbelievably gut-wrenching moment where, and then she has to ask her parents to leave because she can't even do it in their presence. Um, and I'm kind of thankful the film doesn't, actually show us her choice yes, right because I, you know it I feel cruel I yeah. don't want to know
0: and so many kids have had to do this and life in general is just that choice you're given at such a young age when there is no clear villain where you're not like well my dad sucks and my mom's pretty cool
4: mm-hmm. like
0: there is no just clear fucking answer and you have to make that choice you have to at eleven your parents soul you have to hurt them so deeply that it will affect them for the rest of their life. And, as, and just imagining to make that choice at like 11, I don't, I would crumble and I have no idea how I would get past that. I don't know what, because that will, def, that, that will be a part of your inner being for the rest of your life,
4: yeah. that
0: decision, and you're given it and for no good reason. It's fucking... I think that's also why I didn't want to rewatch it. It's just because I can't... I just don't want to even ponder that situation. I don't want to even be a part of that because it's so devastating. And it's so unfair to her. And I... And and you almost feel complicit in the situation as you're watching. Mm. At least I do. You almost feel like you somehow could have like could have done something to avoid it because it's all these moving parts and all these separate decisions. And as someone who, you know, as you're since you're the objective viewer, so to speak, you feel like at any moment you could just jump into the movie and be like, guys, 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 let's figure this out. Okay, let's sit down. Okay. This is your problem. This is your problem. Let's let's like really get to the core of it. But you can't. And so you feel like you haven't done enough as a person to even help her out. And help not this, only, help this relationship.
2: And not only are you an objective viewer, but for Hadi is an, an objective filmmaker here, not right. really judging one side or taking another. Um, just seeing these people as, as actually complex uh, characters who are just doing their best. I, I think that's how I've always seen um, Nadir's character—that he's always just trying to like do what's right in the moment. Yes, behaving selfishly and maybe not thinking of the best interests at the time when it really counted at first, but then starting to slowly realize like everyone is uh, my decisions are affecting everybody and I need to think about uh my first. But I, I I do like like Justin said, I do see where you're coming from uh that you you feel like you're a, you're a part of this situation for better and for worse because like your are rewatching in your viewing and, and the way that you that you think about the film it it affects you because because you know where it's going and, yeah. and it really just feels like this impending doom that is leading to this decision and it's just like oh, well on top of I, all this I agree. we have to I, choose a side
3: yeah i agree with all this I, I i do think though that like i feel impotent as a viewer because i don't really feel like there's anything i can do because and that's a testament mm. i think to his filmmaking which is that you know, he's motivated these characters so sufficiently that uh, even if it was revealed, say that she didn't, Rezia didn't steal, like the things that where there are flaws, right? So Nadir doesn't realize that Rezia didn't take the money and so on. But even if that's revealed, he's not going to pay the money to um, write to her. He's, he's, he's like, <laughs> I don't want to admit wrongdoing. And then, you know, I guess one thing that could resolve it is if we knew what actually caused the miscarriage. Mm. Um, but I think that there's still, it's like there are layers to this. Because, you know, if you reveal that, but nonetheless, um, Rezi still thinks she's she's been insulted by being accused of stealing the money that like that needs to be you know that's like the one of the big motivators for her right is like is defending her honor and and um and that's why she returns and that's what like in you know partly is what instigates ultimately her being shoved away from the from the uh, apartment and i think like that and that's what gets her husband involved i think is also exactly. coming to our defense yeah yeah coming to her defense so it's like there's just mm-hmm. so many layers where i'm just like I don't know if I could unpack this as if, you know, even though I know kind of all of the things, I'm sort of like, I, I, every motivation, it's just like a, it's a little bit like, um, you know, it's, it's a moral dilemma in the sense that there is no sort of good answer. There's just a bunch of bad answers, but you have to choose among the bad answers and there's not any like, um you know, way of being like, well, this is the least bad of those bad answers. It's just like, they're just all bad. And it's kind of just sometimes we get stuck with bad choices like this. And that's just a sucky situation in life. What else can we do except find the kind of humanity in one another to sort of see that we are, we have like, we're all all sort of in this together. Right. And I, that's one thing that I think the movie kind of is at pains to sort of simultaneously create a situation in which these characters are in an impossible situation, but also humanize them. And I oh, that's absolutely. what I love so much about it. And that, know, that's but... what
2: brings that's what really like that's what has the film linger with me. Yeah. Um oh gosh, when was that class? <laughs> like uh, uh, four years four or five years ago and and it was like the story and I think we'll when we cover the salesman for for when it he goes back and wins another Oscar for best international feature. You know, he makes these stories that are so simple and in sort of like a one or two sentence description on the surface, but then they start to slowly the reveal these characters' motivations and, and, um, and, and mindsets about what, how they view each other and how they view themselves. And I just, that's like the kind of drama that, that will really draw me in because it, it, it just feels so authentic um, and, and, and it feels so authentic and, and effortless. Like it doesn't have to feel like contorting itself to feel natural. It just it just sort of like it lets the story play out and um it doesn't really do anything to subvert itself.
3: you guys have you guys read the the recent New Yorker article about a hero?
2: Yes. Um oh, I, oh is it was about the court case?
0: We, yes. Yeah. I so, I haven't so I haven't read when was that? Because I haven't heard any updates since it was earlier this
3: year. Ago. Yeah, just a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
3: Um, but, but but one of the things that comes out of that is, so in the article, um, one of Farhadi's students accuses him, who attended some um, uh, workshop with him, yeah, accused him of stealing the idea for a hero from her. And she made this documentary about this guy, and the plot of the documentary is basically the same as the plot of A Hero, his, his latest film. And, um, a movie
2: and, I like, which you know, it's I also doesn't like, help it, it, a lot less, yeah, so. yeah,
3: um, but like the article, like that's like the splashy headline of the article, um, but like the article then like goes into great detail that, including about this film actually, about all of these incidences in which Farhadi collaborated in some loose way with certain people and then didn't give them any credit later on, um and yet the. People who they speak the 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 writer of the article Rachel Rachel Aviv she spoke to are besides this one person who's who's been suing him um, speak largely glowingly of Farhadi and are sort of willing to forgive this. They they sort of describe it like he's a uh, he's like a genius and that that right. he, he needs this material from other people and it's like a character flaw of his but a forgivable one that he then refuses to credit them <laughs> right <laughs> and so it's very interesting like that that yeah. they the all these people have this very complex relationship with them but the other thing i think is really interesting about it is that you know he writes these stories in these movies about these people that like flesh out these characters and make them really feel like real people And maybe part of the reason he's able to do that is that he's this sort of strangely empathetic person who needs to, like, absorb other people. And then, you know, that's part of his process. He brings these, like, stories in and, like, lives in them to the point where then he seems maybe unwilling to think that. He just becomes mm -hmm. convinced they're his. That they're his, right? That That these. Ownership becomes blurry.
0: Empathetic narcissists.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, I think that's really yeah. interesting, right? Because it's the same kind of contradiction that you see in each of his characters in all of his films, right? None of them are perfect, right? They're all complex. They all have good parts of them and bad parts to them. And it's really interesting that the article like brings that out in Farhadi himself, that he's this guy who has like incredible qualities, but also these like deep flaws.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't it true? And, and again, I heard like whenever that story came out, it was the last time I really heard about it. Um, is it true that if he's found he's, he's found guilty he goes to jail but if he's found not guilty the accuser goes to jail is
3: that it was not clear to, in the article but uh mm-hmm. what they said was that if he's found guilty all or a great portion of the proceeds of a hero will go to her and right if I didn't know what would happen if 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 he is not found because
0: I think I heard I, or I, I might have heard that and again I I'm gonna fact check it in a second but because I don't want to say something super false but I remember hearing that on Twitter or something and just kind of like that's another kind of like real binary thing it's like either like it's he wins or sh- she wins
3: I mean um, he had he has countersued her for defamation so it could be that that's what's right. what's part of this. Um, so
0: that and it's interesting because it's like no matter what who wins in this is like it's just kind of a loss in general because it's like none of them should go to prison for this yeah. and it's just a like real just fucking like it's almost like you just wish the situation just did not happen in the first place because we're just like well someone's gonna lose big time if this yeah. happens and of let course me, like let me
2: make sure the yeah the question is, is like what it, I mean, it, it's getting meta now, but like, what's the sacrifice for a great body of work? Like Farhadi is one of the most celebrated uh, filmmakers to come out of Iran or or any country in like the 21st century. And it's, it's like, I, I have a whole section of my notes about the praise for a separation. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it was instant to see how much glowing reception it had and and people just it didn't take much time at all to to see like, this is a very impressive piece of work. And yet it's like, we see these new developments this year and we're like, and Clay puts it very, very well, like the empathetic narcissist that he just can't help, but be creative this way, I guess. Yeah.
3: Well, it, it what, what was hard for me to like, feel like I had any sense of how to judge this kind of thing is that what is described sounds like, kind of standard writing process it's a lot of yeah. like flow of ideas are going back mm-hmm. and forth i mean the case of the student is much more extreme because she made this documentary and the you know so many details like at one point i'll just say this at one point she takes the subject of the documentary and has him go to a screening of a hero which she does not telling him anything and at the end he's like crying and is like that's my life story so it's like it's pretty extreme but 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 in other cases, it's more like these guys are like hanging out together. He tells them a story, and then later, that story sort of is the germ of this movie. And and, and you know, I mean, how many times could, could we say that for a lot of writers? Probably, yeah. it, it, it's tricky. It's hard to see this. The issue is that it seems to be this repeated thing, and there's this kind of repeated, um, you know, in refusal to give any kind of credit, right? Of course, under pressure, he does end up giving credit to some people here and there, but never really giving story by credit or screenplay credit and that kind of thing. And and it is, so that's like, but it's gray. Like with all these Farhadi movies, it's like this weird gray area. And I, what I take away from the article, but again, this is just one perspective, is that he's kind of like Nader, like a little bit willing to finesse that gray area to his advantage when it's mm-hmm. fruitful for him. And, you know, I mean, but can I like fault him for that? We all do that, right? We all, mm-hmm. when it's more easy to interpret the gray part in our favor, we kind of go that way, right? So, yeah. But, so but, but I, yeah, I feel bad to plagiarize. <laughs> and it's right. almost like that, <laughs> yeah. So
0: so I did some fact, check, fact checking. You were correct in the idea that since he countersued for defamation, so if he's proven innocent in the plagiarism case, that means by default that she is, you know, it, then the defamation case is guilt and she is guilty for defamation. And so it's one of those things that just by the virtue of, if he's guilty, jail time for plagiarism. If he's not guilty, then jail time for defamation for her. So that's, and that's so tragic and feels so avoidable. If he just, well, one, if she just, if she just got that fucking credit and now one of these people is going to go to, go for, go to jail for something that just feels so avoidable. And it's interesting because it's like, to me, and maybe this is me being very binary about my interpretation of their marriage in the film and that separation. It's like, I also think that was, I think putting their daughter in that situation was very avoidable. I think that was a that was something that they could have avoided if they be became if they were. I don't want to be too critical because this, you know, it, obviously it's an issue that has multiple layers to it. But it does feel like if they just did some adulting and realized how damaging this would be for their child, if they if they put her if they put her in a situation to make this decision, that they would probably figure something figure a way out. Yeah. At least in my if I was a parent. I would try to avoid that situation as much as humanly possible. Just absolutely just figure some reason to e- figure out any way. I would be crawling. I'd be so desperate to make sure she was never put in a situation of choosing between one person or the other.
2: I guess for me, like, I I mean, yeah, it's totally fair and valid. Um, And, and another way to, to look at this, I think it just makes it all the more gripping that it's just another layer on top of the core of the situation that you have other layers outside of it that it's their divorce and the need to have Nadir take care of Tama and be like I need you to I need to be the dad and I need to like take care of you um while like the the need to just take on the world is 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 what's causing all these people, um, so much needless drama, but, but yet it's just one person's stubbornness. That's at the root of all of it.
1: Yeah. I think what's so the, the, if the comforting part of this movie is the communication that's happening in the courtroom, even if it's antagonistic at times, like the, maybe I find comfort and the fact that they're hashing it out and all talking to one another and, and trying to actually get to the, to the, to the root of something There's no communication in the relationship between Samin and Nadir. And that's, and Mm -hmm. Terme is working so hard to make them have that communication. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, and like, she's, she's like constantly prodding. Did you ask him? Did you talk to him? Mm -hmm. She's doing this, you know, Samin like leaves and maybe it's going to be for two weeks. Maybe it's going to be for more they're like not they're playing games with one another at one point I think Samin even goes in to tell Terme to tell her like to talk to like do to say something on behalf of her because she won't even mm-hmm. talk to Nadir in the house that's
2: right And yeah.
1: and you know and Terme is just trying to get them to get in a room and try to hash something out it might be you know sometimes just relationships there is no way forward together but I I totally agree that like, there's that it didn't need to come to this, to just like putting their daughter in a room to say like him or her, you know, Iran (laughs) or, or U.S. what are we doing here? (laughs) It's up to you, girly. You're, you're almost 12, (laughs) you know, that's, 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 but it's, it's so frustrating. All those moments of just being so hard to get them to communicate. Um, but you know, the, the system that is, that is promoting communication in the case of the civil case, in the case of the, of the, of the dispute about the, about the miscarriage, it, it's just like, they go to a, to a judge in the very beginning to try and work out their issue more in a binary sense, just to be like divorce or no, can we get a divorce? Yes or no. And that's, that system is not working for them. They have to actually have that communication with each other or they're not doing mm-hmm. it.
2: Yeah. And what's really crushing is like, you can see between Samin and Nadir, like there's still some kind of spark there. I think in other. the very beginning that it's, it's just a disagreement that one wants to stay in or and wants one wants to leave. And it's because of that that then this what develops over the course of the film. It's like then that's what like really ends their marriage. And and um when they're when they're together at the very end and the very beginning. It's like they're on complete um I mean literally like the, the camera is framing them like divided divide divided by that wall um in the waiting room. Uh, even if we begin with the divorce, we somehow end with like something worse with our daughter choosing a side. It's it's all terrible.
1: Yeah. You no. Know. And I think yeah. back, like they got the visas 18 months ago and I don't know. Yeah, like, that's right. Like maybe like a year and a half ago, they were in a different place. They had a dream. They yeah. were going to go somewhere else. And then but, things change. I mean, Torme
3: even says, I mean, it, it, that, uh, Simin was, was ready to come back. She had all the stuff in the car mm-hmm. she was ready to, she was ready to go, but they won't do it. I mean, I think what it comes down to at the end is they do realize it's like a sad thing that we are—we're not just watching the beginning of a divorce; we're sort of watching the process of a separation occur. Mm. Them learning, ah, you know what? Like this person who I thought I could live with, I actually can't. You know, they're—they're they're learning that about one another, and—and and that comes out in like the the sort of their conflict between the pragmatism of Simine and like just pay the money. Like you can afford this they need the money anyway. So like, just pay it. You're like a good, like, probably, you know, liberally Middle East, uh, sorry, middle, um, middle class guy, right? Like, just, just pay it. And he's like, No, I refuse, because that would be on principle, because that would be an admission of guilt. I didn't do this. And I think I he's like, got all this evidence that he didn't, he didn't do it now. Because at that point, he knows that uh, Rezier has been to the doctor. And um, so he already has his suspicions that he, if yeah, he might have pushed her and, but he's like, I did not cause this miscarriage. She was, yeah, she he still upset. assaulted her.
0: It, it, it's yeah. like,
3: right, yeah. so his hands were on her. Like, we saw that part, hands like, were on her, like, but he doesn't yeah. want to admit though that the, the the actual charge, which was murder. And, no, yeah, and he, yeah. He, and, and yeah. So he's sort of like, and, and that's, that is this like impossible conflict, right? They're like, <laughs> what do you do? Do you want to compromise that, you know, your honor in that case because it's pragmatically beneficial for you and your family? Damin right. would say, "Yeah," and 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 Nadir's like, "No," and I think they just realize in that kind of those two conversations that take place in the kitchen, this isn't gonna work. There's just no way. Like, you know, th- this is like a fundamental divide between us, and which is so. Un- I mean, obviously, super unfortunate because now, but it also is as you put it, Laura. Like, I mean, some people just can't be together, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I think we were talking about, or Jack, you we were kind of mentioning how successful and how instantly celebrated this movie was, especially by American audiences. And also why maybe, you know, why would so many different film classes teach this film um, besides like the filmmaking aspect? Um, like, yeah, like why, if, it, if they just wanted to do Iranian film, why not just something like from Kiristami or something.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's because Americans have the viewpoint that the divorce quote unquote epidemic is uniquely an American problem. I also think right now in our society there are so many children of divorce. Um, whether they're all grown up and they've moved past it or if they're in the middle of a divorce right now. Like there have been so many different people, so many different kids who have been put in the situation of have, seeing their family unravel before their eyes. Um Justin, you said like this film is like watching, you know, the process of a, a separation, and it's like also to me to be a little more morbid about it. It's like you see the death of a child, uh, like a child, childhood. You see the like, you see the slow, you know, loss cooking. of innocence. Yeah, wow. yeah. shout out Vinnie Manicuso. Um, <laughs> just the pure strangulation of optimism and hope for your family just like the slow painful death of things being okay in your life in a way it's and i I know that's really fucked up to hear but it's where does tamar go after this
2: she just walks out of the office and is just like right
0: well you you come over here you won you were the winner good job (laughs) um no it's all right dad who's hungry yeah but like 50 percent, yeah like I I don't know what the correct you know the current percentage is but you know everyone always likes to say 50% of marriages end in divorce or whatever I have no idea if that's like now true or whatever but yeah the but like there is just a ton of divorce and I think Mm -hmm. so many different people and even if you haven't even, even if you're not a child of divorce you might have a single parent who you know like whatever other means um like you have a you now have a single parent or you have or your friends are children of divorce, or you've been around divorce or your uncles or aunts divorced or whatever it's it's something very permanent or, or very um prevalent in our culture and I think people forget that it happens in other cultures too in other places maybe not as much for differing you know religious or socioeconomic or you know societal reasons but it does happen other places Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and so I think that and having that such of a universal issue and also the universal issue of like the need to cooperate or not cooperate the need to find the the need to find a solution to a very complex problem I mean these are just like you know and I guess I'm this is just a very elaborate and nonsensical way of saying you know like these are universal themes but i do and think certainly that certainly played
2: a part in its winning of right. best national features. but
0: i think course. the idea of divorce is just I, I i you know and i'm guilty of also you know having the i like the point of view that sometimes like just like it's a uniquely american problem which it isn't but it feels like that because it's so prevalent in our culture and it just feel and it's so i don't know it's so synonymous with america to me um mm. Of just, you know, divorce. And it's, and I, I think that's like, we, like an yeah.
2: entire position is divorce lawyer. Like we have, yeah, people who are, well, yeah, who are made, exactly. Are made, and this is uh, a genre of, of
0: movies it. too. Yeah. This is
2: a genre of film,
0: it's divorce yeah. movies. Mm-hmm.
2: justin brings up Squid the whale and that's like you know, a marriage like a story com- you know, a comedy. i guess i guess, about,
0: uh, I guess Baumbach has some issues to work out but
2: still well, yeah. you know like yeah. <laughs> well, well there's been jokes about his career that it's like a very public child of divorce is now a but then also his own divorce with jennifer jason lee or you know but it's that's in a whole we,
0: other. We've, we've covered wildlife on
2: this podcast before
0: you know mm-hmm, a movie that's, right. ta- that's like about divorce but from a completely different era Sure. And
2: is it divorce? I mean, are they?
0: I are think they Oh, I are don't they... know if they're officially, but they're on that. They're on the right. way. In, in it's not the opinion,
2: most stable marriage mind. in wildlife. But no. also, I think that that's interesting comparison because you have Ed Oxenbold, who is forced to mature um, in a time when maybe he wasn't ready to mature at that age, but because his parents are teaching him these very nuanced and complex uh decisions and in ways of thinking about your partner it's like yeah no that's that's a very cool and convention. his parents are being selfish way, on top of all of this Serena Farhadi for Asgar Farhadi to have his own daughter play this role is super interesting and I and I think that she she's all the performances here are great but also like she's fantastic for an, uh, an, an experienced
3: actor. yeah actress. I mean, yes. just on divorce, I mean, think, so there are two couples, one who's getting divorced mm-hmm. and one who's not, so Rezia and, and hojat But Rezia and Hojat are not a happy couple.
4: No.
3: They're very, there's some really serious problems in that marriage. In particular, those problems are what drive a lot of the conflict of the film. They're off screen, but they're, they're there. Not they're
1: not communicating They're not
3: communicating. The fact that Hojat can't keep a job and is in jail, be, in and out of jail, is what drives Rezier to go and take this in the first place, but she has to do it behind his back because he is up. He would be upset with her if he did that. So there's all these lies going on between them. And I do wonder, you know, they're together at the end of the movie. I mean, just to like pour fire pour gasoline on the fire, but like, I don't know if it's any better that they're together at the end of the movie. And Mm you know, and, and Samin and, and Nadir are not, I mean, it yeah. does feel like they are facing a similar intractable conflict. And um, yeah, it would be, you know, probably really bad for, um for their daughter, so my, just remembering her name to, uh to, to, you know, to go through that. But, but uh, it, it, it does seem like there's this kind of frustrating you're like, it's like, well frustrating but also compelling thing where the movie is basically just like let me show you life and then it takes a baseball bat and hits you in the face like Mm. that's life (laughs) like it's just crazy you know you have to like put
0: that on the fucking poster I love that crazy
3: (laughs) ass things which don't you know yield like sometimes they are unyielding conflicts and like that sucks and how do we deal with that and how you know how do we like not lose ourselves in the face of such uh drastic divisions and um and and Mm -hmm. just truths like here's the truth these two people probably shouldn't be together and like damn that sucks and now we have to deal with that and and i think but i think it's interesting that that you know there's no divorce on the other side and but Mm. but maybe there should be i don't know you know i think Yeah. yeah
1: I mean, I think aside from the divorce part, what, what Terme is going through is what we all, you know, a much more dramatic and, and wrenching experience that we all go through is like when, in adolescence, we realize our parents are people.
4: Yeah, are people. And
1: people are flawed people. Yeah. But also that, like, to love a person. But whether you're born into a family or you elect to love somebody is like a, a hazard to your heart, and maybe even a moral hazard. Yeah. Like Torme's loss of innocence and 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 realizing that her parents are these flawed people. And also like she goes and has to lie yes. to the investigator. She doesn't have
3: to. She chooses, she
1: chooses to. to. You're right. She chooses
3: to. Right? She chooses to, yeah. to
1: because she loves her father. Yeah. And to mm-hmm. love somebody means sometimes you,
3: you have to compromise. You have to
1: compromise yeah. and you have to rip your soul in half. And you especially like, I don't know where she where her religious you know views are, but when she's weeping in the car, like she might be thinking about hell. She might be thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, what that means for her soul. And she didn't um, swear
3: on the Quran
1: right <laughs> <laughs> you know, like is, was- you know this is um these are some she had to make a really for sure really hard choice in that moment and I think you know realizing that love is not just a safe shelter but like a a hazard and something that can yeah like, hurt you and can, and can compromise your, your deepest tall beliefs. Yeah. You could it, just, just imagine it like
3: this, like, like you're taught as a kid to just do the right thing, you know, unquestioningly and like love is the love will solve all your problems. And now she's just realizing, wait, all that's a lie.
1: Yeah. But yeah, they're saying we we're told yeah. as kids love will solve your problems, just, and the truth. Right. And yeah. it turns <laughs> out like, what is the truth and does telling the truth always a good thing? <laughs> if
2: we want to simplify that even further, it's like, honesty is the best policy. Yeah. And it's like if that lesson is instilled to us when we're kids,
0: All right, and Mr. Draper.
2: To my, <laughs> I know I'm. I, I, listen, I, I'm going for um, hi.
0: My name is Mister Draper. I'm your substitute teacher for today. One of my guiding principles is honesty is the best policy.
2: <laughs> I should come out and and uh, come clean. I'm coming for Justin's job, so that's that's sort of yeah. my uh, with that. That's my audition now. Um, that's, that's, but, is that what
1: you do? Like you just tell people?
3: That <laughs> awesome. Start out like, don't lie. <laughs> You're right.
1: God is <laughs> dead. God is oh,
3: definitely. Policy. The first thing is that you have to all sign a "God is dead." <laughs> it's not, uh, you have to sign the petition before we can even go, go further.
1: Can we demand that our bits go into your podcast because you need to drop a <laughs> "God's not dead" like? little just a little ditty there just a little yeah. bit of god is good all the time
3: and all the time god is good
1: Wait, we, can, we like, can work something out we can work yeah,
3: something yeah, out yeah 2010's movie hold on
1: oh god yeah you I'm are sure oh my god for fucking vice That's
2: it. you won't yeah. let me
3: do it on our podcast i won't <laughs> Laura, for a few-
2: have you guys done oh. it no <laughs>
3: why would they that? that's God, fantastic god's not dead god's not dead two god's not dead a light and darkness you got three you should we got three eat. Potentially. justin is god's this gonna be really not complete completely for you i was gonna say
1: i'm oh so God. sorry you <laughs> oh my you were gosh God no. because you said honesty is the best policy yeah
3: we were all just it was bits we, were just,
1: bits. we were just dogpiling <laughs> you for saying honesty is the best policy <laughs> Yeah, what uh, you know.
3: watch the separation? Honestly, it's
1: complicated. i really thoughtful, Jack. Let's let's return um, to that. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, that's that's sort of my takeaway. If if Justin is saying life is is hit with if if you're you're hit by a baseball bat, you know, that's that's my like poster tagline. So many pictures, <laughs> classes should start like sending us checks. Um, but I no, I think, um, it's my is thinking about telling the truth will benefit her and her family then that is who she thinks nadir is trying to act the best as is the truth teller and what she understands is the truth and what she understands as a lie may be more complex than that because that's her dad and her dad is the one that is telling the truth and is doing the right thing because that's all she knows right now. That's all I was gonna say. Okay, I think I real. I think I got it all out. In
0: the in the words of Will Smith from the film Concussion. Oh tell my the god. Truth. Okay. Oh my god. Tell the truth.
2: Thank I God mean. you did not do the accent. No, I I I was just a
0: point to not do I, the fucking voice.
2: I, I froze for a second.
0: Um. Yeah. You're like, am I gonna have to cut this? Am I gonna have to cut this?
2: <laughs> Let's go to favorite scene. Does anyone? I will have go anything first because I
0: with. just want to get this out of the way and just oh, be sure. a fucking asshole about it. I'm going to take the ending. It's truly one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen in cinema. It makes it, I mean, obviously I haven't seen that. I haven't seen this movie in three years and I'm, I don't know when I'm ever going to rewatch it again, but it has stuck with that scene has stuck with me since I saw it.
2: Well, I thought you were going to rewatch it for this.
0: I know. I, and I kind of thought so too, but I just,
2: not to I'm like do you. It. i
0: was just gonna no, say no no that. it's, it's yeah, yeah, no. i don't i almost always unless i've seen the movie like a month or two ago mm. i almost always 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 rewatch it but this time mm. i just couldn't get myself to do it because i just i mean it's not like the most painful movie in the world but it's just something i didn't really want to watch um, well like you
2: know. i like i exposed us for next episode it might you know top us for, for uh painful viewings
3: Oh right, amore. Right.
0: Yeah. But I haven't seen that, yeah. so
3: I have. Yeah. I, have to, I have to. Amore, that's too. that. Amore is different. Amore is the one <laughs> yeah. about, about the pizza guy who. Uh, <laughs> that's right. The I think. I think they're the same. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right. Jack uh, so doesn't do know read? the difference between movies. That's we've yeah. been trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that ending is just. <laughs> سلام
5: بخورم، بیتو
2: خب، تصمیم چیه خوانی؟ پدر مدد گوشم به اقتی خود
6: که تصمیم بگیر حالی که دارن جدا میشن از این وقت با کدوم میخوای زندگی کن؟ با بابا میخوای باشی؟ یا با مامانت؟ تصمیم خود گرفتی یا بله بله؟ بله هم؟ تصمیمتی گرفتی یا نه؟
5: بله
8: چی شد بله خیلی دخترم؟
5: الان ما بگم
6: اگه هنوز فکر نکردیم؟
4: چرا فکرم کردم
6: اگه همه صورت نکردیم میخوایی یک تلاسی
4: کردم؟
6: خوب میخوایی برم بیرون اگه سختت هست؟
4: میشه
6: آقا
5: بیرون باشین یک داره خانم شما میزم آقا بخانم بیرون.
3: Yeah. The ending is amazing yeah yeah it's amazing it's one partially- of the best
0: shots also of the decade oh. is them you want to get next to each other
4: mm-hmm.
3: for Do- sure let's yeah. say more about that that shot is incredible because they're they're first framed on the same side of the thing with this with the with the screen between them, with the glass between them, then he goes over. He's separated from her now, distance, and then he, they separated again because the plane changes. Right now, now they're on different planes of like one's high and one's low. Absolutely. This isn't a movie that like is ostentatious about its filmmaking, but that part is like
2: yeah, very,
3: Ooh, good word,
2: ostentatious. Right? The way that it blocks uh, actors feels so natural and human. Uh You don't even feel <clears throat> it's only in scenes like that with. framing that it's like wow this feels so earned and organic so um would you do you guys have a scene or i can go if you need a minute to think
3: i know mine okay guys go oh okay well i mean do you want to go jack
2: sure sure yeah um i will say the scene when nadir is trying to verbally and physically lay out what happened there's like a police officer there and um raza is, is there with the husband and he's like I, she got dizzy <laughs> and it's like what and she responds like when do i get dizzy and and it, and it's interesting where it's like that is the level that he's going to to prove his side and we we get this this version and we still don't know if that's the right one and we don't even know if raza is, is even the the one to say that that how much of that is the truth but it's it's a matter of like we have to see it now mapped out uh, like where it happened I'm, and i just i'm just like now we've kind of reached the peak of of this situation when someone has to go and like reenact i think it's it's i don't know i, I just found it very interesting this time
7: No.
5: رفته بودی بالا؟
7: علی ده, ده رفته همیش خواهیم کلو
5: چیکارش داشتی؟
7: رفتم میگم فردا دارم برای تحقیقات، حواظش باشه.
5: پس چی باید حواظش باشه؟
7: حواظش باشه برای... حواظش باشه در میان برای تحقیقات همین.
8: ایرادی داره؟
5: اگه ای راستش رو بگه برای چی باید باشه؟ ترمه؟ نه اینجا درسو
7: بله کن درسید، بیا اینجا یه دقیق بیارن فکر و معنی خانمه این درسته؟ پیانه وقت میشه، ساخت میخوره بخورو به یه جا دیگه؟ دیگه نمیخوری که اینجوری بخوره اینجا بعد بیاد اینجا، بخوره به اینجا بعد باز بچه حرفید، بیاد بخورو به اینجا، بیافته اینجا درسته؟ علوم این خانم اگه من پرتش کرده باشم از اونجا باید افتاده باشه یا رو اون پله های بالا یا اینکه میاد مستقیم اصلا می‌خوره به, به اینجوری که دیگه نمیافته که آدم بیاین تو خودت فکر کن شده همین به یه بار خب چجوری پس افتاده من اونجا من نمیدونم من میگم این پرت نشده روی این پله همین حالا بیا تو به خودت واسه اینجا خب چرا همینا رو بهشون نمی‌گی اونا رو ورشون کن من می‌خوام تو بدونی برو الان.
6: به همین سم پرتت کرد؟
7: نه، رو پایین پرت. اصلاً شما خودت ببین، ناکن این درازا اجازه نمیده، من بخوامم نمیتونم. ببینید، اصلا نمیشه. کونه روی زمین.
5: راهم پله.
6: کدوم پله؟ ببخشید.
5: فکر کنم اینه.
6: فکر می‌کنی مطمئنی؟
5: نه مطمئن نیستم من.
6: خانم شما جا اومدید بالای سرش؟
5: پرت شدنشونو ندیدم. وقتی که رسیدم روی اون پله
7: پایینی بودم.
6: تاجر خودتی چه میگی؟ برو نشونشون بده چه جوری پرتت کرد.
5: منقه حالا بعد بود.
7: به خود خودم هم نفهم اون چه نیست. جای من خانوم شما اینجا تو درگاهی در درد نیا کنید. آقا سر کاشم. ناد بیاین اینجا. منو با هر قدرتی که میتونین حل بدین. من اصلا میگم شدنی نیست. اونجا نمی تو معلومو
6: نمیافتی. این زنه باردار بوده یه دستش
7: بخوره اون خودت بیا خودت بیا اینجا هر هرکم خودت قبول داره بیا حالت بده مثلا میگم نمیشه من ببخشید من میگم مثلا از اینجا ج محول بدی نمی افته روم پله اون پله یه خودش داره میگه افتاده رو روی این پله بالایی اقا دارن اینا میگن همه یه روم پله دینه
6: حالان شما پرت شدن هم دید از بالا
5: بله من از اون بالا در خونه رو نمیتونستم ببینم ولی را پلار دیدم که افتاده
6: میتونی به منشون بدی از کجا می دیدین شاید
7: سرش کیز رفته افتاده. تو چند پله ها رو رفته مادی؟ چرا برای له رفت اومدید چرا قبلا سرش گیج نرفته بود
5: ببخشید آقا اون روز صبح که من خانم و سر پله ها دیدم ازشون پرسیدم که چرا اشغال ریخته رو پله هایشون ها؟ گفتن که سرشون گیج رفته
7: که اشغال از دستشون افتاده
5: درسته خانوم بچه‌ام اشغالا رو برد پایین شما خو... گفتین که خودتون سرتون گیج رفت اصلا
7: خانم جلانی مگه اون روز نظافت نکرده بودن راه پله ها رو را پله خیس بوده ممکنه پاش ليز خورده باشه افتاده باشه زمین تو بی شرف هولش دادی که خورده با ادب
3: That is a great scene. All these, are I mean, pretty much any scene is an amazing scene. Yeah. But for me, it, I may be cheating. I'm not totally sure. But the two or one scene in the with the judge or the investigator mm. or whatever. And and the, the part that I love, there's two parts. And I think they're in different scenes. So actually, this may be a cheat. But the first part is Nadir, he's just been brought in. And they're questioning him and stuff. And then he's like, well, did you do this or that? And he's like, well, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then the judge says, be precise. Your charge is murder. And that's the moment when you're like, oh, fuck. Like, this, this is, we are in Mm -hmm. this theocracy, right? Where like killing an unborn child is murder. And like, Mm -hmm. holy shit. Okay. Yeah. That's when the movie, like, for me, like the first time I was like, okay, the stakes just got, you know, taken to the next level. And then the second part that I love is when uh, Hojat has been, he's just insulted the judge. And, um, and the judges or the judge and him are going back and forth and he's yelling and the judge is like calm down calm down and he's like oh, i'm going to put you in jail and he says would you think i fear your jail and he's like you should fear god and the judge is just like he's looking down and he looks up and he does the dagger eyes at him you should fear god like that is like the most that's like the worst insult you can give to someone right like suggesting that they're not you know, a good Muslim or whatever. And I love that, that look he gives is just like, that's it. You're fucking out of here. You know, it's the look your teacher might give you, right? And when, when you're like doing something bad the mm-hmm. dagger eyes. And I just, yeah, it, yeah. It always gets me. Everything with the judge is the best for me. Yeah, I love it. Or the way investigator, whatever he is.
2: Because there is like a level of like um, uh, authority that it's not just about the, these two couples trying to work out a solution but now it's like there's there's an actual institution that needs to be involved
8: شما شنیدی شکرت ایشونو قبول دارین سیزدهم
7: بودا جون من متاسفم وقتی هم شیدم خیلی ناراحت شدم پاش
8: شدم رفتم بیمارستان قبول دادن این کارو کردین این امروز از پزشک قانون گرفتیم؟ شبش که بردیم بیمارستان همون گواهی پزشک قانونی رو سو بردیم برای هم بیمارستانو بردیم برای پزشک قانونی چون پسر خب توضیح بدی. من قبول دارم یکم توم شدم باشون توم شدن یعنی چی شون هول دادین
7: نه خلشون ندادم من سعی کردم از خونه بیرونشون کنم شفاف توضیح میدم
8: آقا اتهامش هم الان قتله بچه چهارمانیه بوده یه آدم کامل به حساب میاد من به قصد هول دادن نرفتم طرف ایشون
7: من خواستم برن بیرون که در خونه رو ببندم
5: شما من هول ندادین چیزی
7: بده خونه آگه حتی میدونستم این خانوم بار دارن حتی همین حدی هم که می‌خواستم از خونه بیرونشون کنم نمیرفت نمی‌کردم این من فقط میخواستم خونه خونمو ببندم شما حرفه ایشون قبول داریم پانو
5: خول نداد از تو درگاه اینجا ما گرفت پرتم کرد از پله افتادم نه
7: خانوم من شما رو پرتتون نکردم نه. من yes. گفتم میخواستم فقط از خونه برونشون کنم ای این صفادم یه زن حامله رو اینطوری از خونه بیندازیم اما هم حامله از چرا دروغ میگی من تو بیمارستان فهمیدم
5: آقا شما جای بردر بزرگ من آدم از قیافه و شکم یه زن حامل متوجه نمیشه یه زن 4 5 ماهه
7: من اصلا که شما رو میدیدم شما وقتی می اومدی که من یا رفته بودم یا داشتم میرفتم سر کار وقتی هم که برمیگشتم این خانم همیشه همینجوری با همین همیشه حاجی آقا با همین وضع بودم با چادر بودم من با این واسه قابل تشخیص است چجوری
8: میتونن ادعا کنن که از ذهن شما نفهمیدن
7: حاجی آقا من اصلا آقا من اصلا به ذهنم خطور نمی کرد که خانم بارداری بیاد برای همین کاری حاجی آقا من
5: جلو خود این آقا جلو دخترش جله معلم دخترشون که میومد خونشون در مورد داریم صحبت کردم خودش شکر
7: همشون شنیدن هم. ای من یادم نمیاد اصلا خب شما یادت نمیاد بله شما نباید آقا مگر الان اصلا بحث بس دونستان ندونستان
8: منه بله که هست اگه ثابت بشه که شما میدونستی اشون بار داره تو دادگاه از یک تا سه سال برادت حبس میبور خب
7: بره نه من نمیدونستم
5: معلم دخترشون هست بگین بیاد بگین آقا نشنیده
7: میتونم فردا بیانیشون؟ خب آقا من نمیخوام اصلا به ببع... بحب... بحب... معلم و مدرسه و چیزا کشیده بشه اصلا من بچه خوب نیست صافت تو زدی
6: بچه منو کشتی؟ بره بچه هم میشه بچه تو فقط بچه آدمه بچه های ما بچه هی... تولست زگر توهین نکن آقا من توهین دارم میکنم آقا یا این که زن بدبخت ساده منو با بچه چهار برن بیگاری خالوم شما سرش شما من شما من شما
7: من چه
6: من اصلا از این باید شکایت کنم که چی شدی خایه که از من رفتی خونه یه مرد مجرد که اصلا معلوم نیست کی است
7: خرجت باشم
5: چند
8: بیکاره برای اون خانم اینجا شما خودتون زنگ یا تلفن مشخصات
5: آقا من امروز فقط به خاطر یه چیز اینجا من هم افتاد اینقدر نسوختم که این آقا به من تو توهمتو زن
6: ما دوزیم؟ میشی سر؟ ما دوزیم، ما اگه دوز باشیم مجبوریم بیایم خونه
7: تو لای پدر تو رو تمیز کنیم؟
8: شما دلیل شاهدی دارین که ایشون خونه شما دوزی کردن؟ آقا من نگفتم دوزی کردن.
7: من رفتم سر که دیدم یه مقداری از پولا کم شده. دقیقاً همون مقداری که با ایشون بوده. پس
8: سر این دعواتون
6: تو
7: همت زده دیگه آقا من یه پدر ب... بیماری از داره پدر من این خانم دستش میبنده تو به تخت در روش قلط میکنه مگه میشه میره بیرون من روز سر کار نرفتم زودتر بعدم خونه دیدم با یه وضعی پدرم افتاده وسط اتاق دستش بسته به تخت اصلا واقعا اولش فکر کردم مرده ایشون این خانم برگشتن من تو اون وضعیت خب عرض می کنم نمیگم عصبانی نبودم عصبانی بودم بهش میگم برو از کوه بیرون سماجت میکنه نمیره بیرون من اصلا آقا
5: من کجا باید میرفتم این آقا به من تهمت دزدی زده خب من اگه پول اون بهم بدم جوبل میکردم میرفتم می آقا فکر می کنم من پولشو دزیدم که چی ور ندهشم
8: شما پدرتون هم آسیب دیده بله یکم آسیب دید
6: چه آسیبی دیده اگه آسیب دیده بود که الان شاکی پرونده بود این آقا باشه که
7: بله آقا واسپرس آسیب دیدن کجا خانم
1: I
8: don't
1: know. These are all great scenes. I don't think I have like a favorite one that we haven't already covered except for weirdly mm-hmm. what hit me, what like I like really felt in my in my tummy this time around was when we mm-hmm. see some scenes of um, Razia um, just trying to do that job. and, and you know, the guys want the dad's wandering around. He's, he's like trying to get the paper, the girl's doing something else. And then the trash needs to get taken out. She's cleaning him up. Right. And then like, she's like, can you take out the trash? And then the the little kiddo is like, of course, taking out the trash in the messiest way possible. Like dragging, just like (laughs) sticky. She puts her hand in, it's like jam or something, you know, like, I was just like, oh my God, I feel this so much. <laughs> yeah. Like I trying to wrangle a three-year-old on a daily basis. And the level of chaos that <laughs> happens so quickly in this house is unbelievable. And I'm also not caring for somebody like for a <laughs> an older man who's like, yeah, you know, trying to paper every five seconds. Like I am feeling for her and you know, I, she's like feeling clearly feeling sick. She's pregnant. She's exhausted. And, um,
2: and it I, happens so fast, You're like, Whoa.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. And that's how it feels sometimes, you know, like I look around mm-hmm. and I'm just like, how did you open that? How long have you been, <laughs> what, like, you know, like, how did this happen? Um, uh, I looked away for one second or like, I just went to pee like, Holy crap. Like what? <laughs> there's flour everywhere in my house, you know, <laughs> like, it's just like nuts. And, yeah. and I, you know, I, um, I, it's, I think spending time with her and getting to send the sense of how beleaguered she is, how, how pulled in so many directions and she is how unfair this job is for her um, and that she can't even tell her husband that she's going to this job, I think all helps us to the moment where like, she doesn't think bad she ties up the man to, to the like to a bedpost and goes and leaves him, you know, and he could die. And that was pretty bad. But I also, you know, because we've spent time with her and how pulled she is and how much she's got going on, you again have just, you know, Farhadi's so good at giving you empathy for every character's choice, even when it's definitely unequivocally the bad the wrong choice.
2: Absolutely. That's that's a really w- great way to put
1: it. Um
5: going <laughs> to اجازه ها رو به خودم گوری برای تو من پیرم بیارم در بیانی روی تو
2: Uh, really fast. Uh, a separation was also up for uh, best original screenplay. and lost to Midnight in Paris. Yikes! And Whoa. it competed against uh, Bullhead from Belgium, Footnote from Israel, In Darkness from Poland, and Monsieur Lazier from Canada in best international feature categories. Um, yeah, just worth just a bit of Oscar history. Justin and Laura, thank you guys so much for being back here. Thank this you, this is grab. a pleasure to have you. Of course, yeah. Please come back uh, for God's Not uh, Dead, which will be our last episode. Oh no, 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 I can't no, believe it.
0: No. Yeah, it's... <laughs> we're gonna. You're gonna have to convince me on that one. I don't know about.
2: <laughs> no, 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 I don't. Because yeah. I'm gonna start
0: I... saying stuff that I don't want to <laughs> say publicly. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't want to get the Christians mad. I mean, I'm I'm I you know, hey, whatever you I like how it's in, less or... about
2: covering bad movies than it is for you like self-destructing. For that like, one. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: For that one in particular, I feel like I would be some say- saying some right. shit I would right. not want to right. say. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out um, to you, the
2: Christian right. Suddenly the vice defense uh, feels much more interesting than the right. It's not dead defense. Right. I think um, yeah, I can deal with that. Yeah, please promote you guys. What What do you have? Do you you guys have your own show? Tell everyone yeah. where where it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. we we are in you know, a separation Laura's, process. We're
3: wearing the shirt.
1: I am. Yeah, <laughs> cows
3: in the field. Yeah, right. the name of the podcast right. is
1: Cows in the Field, and, uh, and we, with her see, sog on the sog shirts, on the front. Yeah. yeah, website. But we are also in a process of separation on our podcast on a regular basis. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs>
0: I
3: was like, what are you saying? <laughs> uh, That's a horrible okay. way to break the news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell um, yeah. yeah, we're we're at we're at Cow's Pod on Twitter. That's where you can follow us.
2: Fantastic. Well, it
3: says.
1: Yeah, while it's,
2: yeah, while
3: while it's here. Oh my At God, Mastodon I'm so sorry. <laughs> I
1: joke a lot about like, uh, about like our marital issues on the podcast or it being like, a, <laughs> I just realized you just, you made such an impassioned speech for how hard this is on the children. It should not be light. Uh, no,
0: no, <laughs> I was talking about Twitter. I wasn't, no, I'm, your podcast, I think it's going to exist just fine. I'm talking about Twitter oh. <laughs> existing. <or not.
1: laughs>
0: Twitter might not exist
1: soon. So yeah. we'll, we'll find that, out. That was, this is true. That will be yeah. fine.
2: i love thinking about that i love how that affects us finding people for this that's it's awesome um this film is not streaming anywhere usually i i tell everybody where you can find the film but it's not yeah you would think it would be like a canopy would have this or something but um it
3: was on netflix for a while so yeah
2: it sounds like one of those situations but maybe it will pop up long after we put out this episode but I'm on Twitter for now as well, uh, at Jack A. Draper. And I have writing on the Boston Hassle. And um, yeah, like we said, next episode is a more with Jordan Rapp from the film stage. Everyone can follow me
0: at Birds of Clay on Twitter, as it still exists, and (laughs) Letterboxd. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. You can follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod um you can send us an email at exiting through 2010s at gmail.com please remember to rate review subscribe please retweet share it to a friend go go outside run uh run up to someone on the street take your oh shoes off put them on your hands start clapping them above your head with your shoe you know your shoes on your hands and just start chanting
2: listen to exiting through the 2010s and cows in and the fields
0: that too and then thro- and then just throw your shoes that are on your hands uh into the middle of the street and then skip away. Well, was the other you... oh, then
3: skip away. That's right.
0: Something. I think that I'm, I always, I'm trying to do that every episode, say something fucking ridiculous. Things are going to be all right. Um, RIP to Kevin Conroy. I love you. You will be yeah. missed. Um, and as always, we'll catch you next time on exiting through 2010. Mm-hmm.